Hey, my name is PJ Nolan. I'm the lead pastor of Collective Church. We are a community of real people in Saline County, Arkansas, seeking to know God and to make Him known. We hope as you visit our podcast that you will find the messages inspiring, practical, but most importantly, biblical. You may be seated. Thank you, worship team, for leading us in worship this morning. And uh, man, is it well with your soul this morning, church? Is it well? Man, for some of y'all it is. That's, that's good. That's good. Some of y'all we're going to work on, the Spirit's going to work on you as we get through this this morning. Uh, for those of you who don't know me or guests with us, my name is Shane Harrington. I'm the student pastor here at Collective Church. I'm excited to continue in looking at uh, this series in Psalm 23 that we've been looking at over the last, I think, about four or five weeks now. And man, what, a, what an impactful uh, message this is. And we've discussed so much about Psalm 23 uh, so there's some things that we've looked at, we've compared it to, we've seen how it's so much of a blessing, how it can bring restoration to our soul, how we can find rest in it, what the Lord has to offer to us through Psalm 23. So with that being said, I want to read through Psalm 23 with us this morning as we start off. Psalm 23 says this, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings." Surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's good, isn't it? That's, that's something we want. It's something we desire, something we would, love, we would love to have and that is freely offered to us. And as we've, we've gone through this, this message series, we've seen how much that Psalm 23 is relatable to us, but also to King David. But let, let's make no mistake here, Psalm 23 is not just about one man's story of how God has restored him. We can all experience the same restoration and this rest that God also, the good shepherd, offered to David. We all have that option. We all have that opportunity. We all can be shepherded by the good shepherd. And so we have that opportunity, but with that in mind, I wanna, I wanna show you what David Platt has to say about uh, God as our shepherd. He said, God is your shepherd today. He has taken responsibility for leading you, for guiding you, directing you, feeding you, and satisfying you. What an incredible truth. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So we've gone over Psalm 23 a lot, and, and what I wanna do, and what I wanna walk us through this morning, if it's okay with you. I just, if we can lean in with me for about 20 minutes. Can y'all do that with me this morning, church? If y'all can just lean in with me and let's look at what the, what the Lord is trying to show us today, that would be awesome. And so as, we, as I began to study through this and, and started to look into uh, this passage once again, what really stuck out to me is that the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. And he goes on to do the rest of the passage. 
But what we miss sometimes if we're not careful with Psalm 23 is that first thing that David admits. The Lord is my shepherd. See, in life, you're gonna have opportunities to have a lot of shepherds. You have opportunities to, to be led by many. But who is it that you're really allowing to be the shepherd of your life? That's the question we need to ask us this morning. See, the Lord has given us everything, but what does the Lord mean? Who's he talking to? Who's he, who's he referring? Who's he talking about? When he refers to the Lord in verse one there in Psalm 23, who is David referring to? It's very important that we get this and understand this because the rest of Psalm 23 is dependent upon it. See, because if the Lord isn't the good shepherd and if the Lord isn't the shepherd, then what follows in the rest of Psalm 23 doesn't apply, doesn't exist. It's not even available to you. It's not available to me. But because he is the good shepherd and because he is the Lord, all of it applies. All of it is at your need. So the Lord, what does, he, what does that mean? It means that the Lord, as the shepherd, he has authority over our life, right? He has the utmost honor and respect that we can possibly give him. But that main thing that we always really struggle with, church, if I can be honest for myself, and maybe some of you have the same struggle as me, is that authority to let him actually shepherd me as my Lord. And see, that's where David had come to in this part of his life is he had experienced so much in his life and now he realized that the Lord is my shepherd. And following that, great things. But the key thought I wanna, I wanna get us on with this morning is the good shepherd is the Lord. The Lord of your life, whether you admit to it or not, whether you have that relationship with him or not, he is the Lord of your life. And the Lord is love, and love is sacrifice. So that's our key thought this morning as we dive in and we look at this. And so what I wanna do is I wanna take us into the book of John for just a moment. For just a little bit, I wanna look at John chapter 10. We're gonna look at verses 11, 14 through 15. This is what it says. Verse 11 says this, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. He goes on to say in verses 14 and 15, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me just as the father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I'm ecstatic and glad to belong to the good shepherd. And I hope you are too. But when we talk about this good shepherd, there's a question that really needs to be asked. What makes the good shepherd so good? What makes this good shepherd so good? Because honestly, there's a lot of shepherds, like I mentioned, that we can follow. There's a lot of shepherds that we can look at. There's a lot of people that we can follow and we can be led by in this life that we can adapt our uh, habits to, that we can follow. But the good shepherd, we wanna follow him for a reason because of what he can bring to us and the peace and the restoration and the joy that he can deliver to you and me. So what makes the good shepherd so good? Something that no other leader or shepherd will offer you in this world, and that's this, his sacrifice. His sacrifice. And so what I, what I mean by that, well, the definition of sacrifice is simply this, give up something of importance or value for the sake of others' considerations. So think about that from the perspective of Jesus, the good shepherd, the, the leader of you and I, our Lord and Savior, the good shepherd, 
Think about that from his perspective. What did he have to sacrifice for you and for me? One, he had to sacrifice his life. We're very aware of that. But what did he do before that? He sacrificed eternity, sitting next to the Father in heaven. He didn't have to come down. He didn't have to be the lamb that was slain, but yet he chose to come down and be the free gift of, of, of man, of all of mankind to have ever existed. He chose to come down and be the savior of us all. The good shepherd, you know why he's so good? Because he sacrificed himself for you and for me. But he also sacrificed himself for the person that you are having issues with. He sacrificed himself for your family. This may be estranged. He sacrificed himself for all people because the good shepherd is good even when we're not. Think about that for just a moment. So that's why love is that sacrifice because that's the true definition of love, that he would lay down his life for all the sheep. Second thing that makes him so good, his knowledge of the sheep. He knows you. He knows you. Even when you don't want to be known, even though, even though you, you try to hide, I try to hide, I try not to be uh, uh, visible by God sometimes, but he knows me. He knows the good about me. He knows the bad about me. He knows the, he knows the things that nobody else knows. God knows me. And guess what, sheep? He knows you and he loves you for it. It's really cool as I was studying through this idea of Psalm 23, I got to, to looking into kind of what, is a, what does a shepherd do? Started seeing some of the traits that shepherds uh, have to go through. One of the ways that, that shepherds would know who their sheep are, they would take what is called a killing knife, right? And they would go through and they would, they would grab all of their sheep and they would put in a significant mark on their ear. And they would tag their ears. And based on that mark, everybody would know who their, whose sheep that belonged to. Isn't it cool that God's given us that same mark as his sheep? He's given us that same mark and he's done it through the cross of Jesus Christ. That's our mark. That's how, that's how we are separated. That's how we are defined. That's the mark that Jesus has put on our life as our shepherd. He has taken that. And if you, if you recall in Mark chapter eight, what does he say for us to have to do? Pick up your cross daily and follow him. Pick up your cross daily and follow him. See, we're under this impression that sometimes that we can just go through life and we can do whatever we would like to do and that we don't have to sacrifice anything to live in the abundance joy of our Savior Jesus Christ and our Good Shepherd. But that couldn't be further from the truth. You see, because if you think about this idea that the shepherd goes in and he takes this knife and he notches his mark on every single one of his sheep to distinguish them from the others. Think about that for just a moment. That takes a lot for the shepherd to have to do. But the, the sheep also have to give up something too. They have to give up a little bit of their flesh to be known by who the shepherd is. And so that everyone else can know who their shepherd is. So a lot of times we go through life, myself included, that we just, we just want the benefits of what Jesus has to offer us, but we care nothing about laying down our life. I lift my hands up, lay my whole life down. My whole life now is for you. 
How many of y'all just sang that about 10 minutes ago? It costs something to be part of the shepherd, the good shepherd's flock. To get that goodness, to get that from him, it will cost you something. And that's what's great is because once you know and once you uh, identify that he is your shepherd and that he is your Lord, you have all that you need. Isn't that great? So the other thing that we, we can know about our good shepherd is his ability to supply all we need. He supplies everything that we need. And, and you know, a few weeks ago, I can't remember if it was week one or week two of this series, but we, we heard from our pastor, he, he preached on this sermon about being content with what God has given us. And a lot of that is really, really good. But it also really comes down to the question for now, how will the sheep respond to that? Right, we're content, we're, we're good with whatever uh, God has to give us and we're, we're good for that until life comes down and, and starts getting on top of us and then we're like, well, I don't know if I'm content anymore, Lord. But you have all that you need. I've given you everything you need. So really what it comes down to is these next two questions. What it really comes down to is these next two questions. So if you would follow along with me just for a moment longer, these two things about the sheep that we need to realize and we need to ask ourselves, is he your Lord? See, because David, when he's writing this psalm in Psalm, in psalm 23, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. But is he your shepherd? Is he the one that has authority over your life? You see, we struggle in this culture with authority. We don't wanna be claimed by anybody or anything. We wanna stake our claim on it. And see, Jesus wants to do the opposite. He wants you to actually release your claim of self and let him be identified in you. And so when we're able to do that, we're being able to see that he is the Lord, then we've given him honor and respect and the authority of ownership that he has on us. Because here's the deal. He is our Lord. And he's the good shepherd. And it reminds me too, a lot of times, <laughs> because we're sheep, and because we, we just want something different, we, we, we have this mindset, as I was reading, there was this picture of this guy, he, was, he took the shepherd, he took care of his sheep. He had lush, beautiful pastures for his sheep to, to uh, tend to and to be able to graze on. They were taken care of and they were sheared when needed. But across him, on the other side of this fence, was a sheep tenant, a shepherd who didn't take care of his flock. And those sheep would sometimes look out on the other side and they would look at this lush green pasture and you can just, if those sheep could speak, they would say, oh, what I would do to be under the shepherd that you belong to. But so often, I'm the sheep that stands in the green pasture, in the lush pasture that God has given me. And I look on the other side of the fence of the sheep that's mirroring me and say, I want that. And I'm standing in the meadows that he wants me to lay down in. I'm yards from the stream that he wants me to drink from. And yet I'm looking at a deserted, disease-ridden flock that can offer me absolutely nothing because I simply won't follow the shepherd the good shepherd. So can you answer these questions? 
Do I sense a purpose and deep contentment because I'm under his authority? Do I now, do I, do I know rest besides a definite sense of exciting adventure and belonging to him? Shepherd Philip Keller says this. He said, the Lord is my shepherd and I am thrilled to belong to him for it is this that I shall flourish and thrive no matter what life may bring me. No matter what life may bring me, no matter how much flesh I may have to give to my shepherd, I'm gonna follow him. Why? Because he's the good shepherd and he wants the best for me. He wants to offer me what only he can offer me. But here's the next question that we need to now answer is, what is it you need? What is it that you need and what is it you desire? Because here's the deal, if you desire these things that the good shepherd has to offer you, what you need is Jesus. And you're sitting here saying, Shane, I've known Jesus for 40 years of my life or 20 years of my life. Guess what? You needed Jesus just much then as you do today. And you need Jesus just as much today as you will tomorrow. And you'll need him tomorrow and the next day and the next day because here's the deal. When Mark 8 says that you're gonna have to give some flesh up for Christ to enjoy the joys and comforts that the good shepherd has to give to you, that means that daily you will have to pick up your cross and follow him. So the real question is, do you want to give your control and authority over to the good shepherd? Because that's what the good shepherd does. He shepherds his flock. So what you need is you need Jesus. Mary Ann's gonna come. We're gonna get ready for a time of decision. And really, I told you just hang in with me for about 20 minutes because I really want us to be able to pray this morning and to be able to, to lay down some stuff this morning that we've been carrying that we have not allowed the good shepherd to use us in the way that, that only he can. And we've been going through this series and our pastor has been giving us remarkable series after series after series just fantastic words from the Lord. But Psalm 23 doesn't mean anything if you don't first engage and acknowledge that the Lord is my shepherd. And only when you acknowledge that the Lord is your shepherd will you be able to say, I have all that I need. So can you read this with me again as we look at this? As we look at Psalm 23, let's read this again with the idea and the mindset that the Lord, you're saying this morning, the Lord is my shepherd and put yourself in that eye and say, the Lord is Shane's shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green pastures or meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength, not me. He guides me along right paths, not me, brings honor to his name. He does that. I don't bring honor to his name. He brings honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I won't be afraid. I wanna be afraid, but he won't let me because he's guiding me for he is close beside me. Your rod and your staff, they protect and they comfort me. He is going to knock enemies off only if we would just follow him and ask. But when we're away from him, how can he? You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies, not separated, not shut off, but for them to see that the Lord is your shepherd. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of who? The Lord forever.
See, it's about the Lord. It's about Jesus Christ, it's about Him. And here's what's really cool about Jesus Christ this morning. Can I tell you that Jesus is so good this morning? I want you to follow along with me. John 14, six says this. He says, I am the way, I am the truth and I am the life and no one comes into the Father except through me. Can I tell you something cool this morning? In the Old Testament, we see the, uh, the temple where they did the sacrifices and where the Levitical priest could only go and then the Holy of Holies. Y'all are aware of the wilderness tabernacle, right? Well, here's what's really cool about this. When Jesus is talking here in John 14 and he's saying he's the way, the truth, and the life, can I tell you that outer court, that big rectangle, that first place to enter, you know what it was called? The way. And inside the way, that second entrance into the temple, you know what it was called? the truth. And then in front of that, where the Holy of Holies would sit, that thing, that, that, that last gate, that veil that was covering the Holy Holies, when Jesus Christ, when he gave up his life and said, it is finished, and that veil tore from top to bottom, he gave you life. He gave you life everlasting because He is the way and He is the truth and He is the life and no one comes to the Father of the Holy of Holies without Him. The Lord is your good shepherd. There is nothing else you need. So would you stand with me this morning? Would you just ready your heart and your soul to just come under the authority and the submission of who Jesus is for you? I invite you fathers and husbands, wives, teenagers, students to come and pray and kneel before the Father and give Him your all. Lay it down at His feet and this morning prepare yourself to be under the authority of not just any shepherd, but the good shepherd. Thanks again for visiting the Collective Church Podcast. We hope you found the message to be practical, inspiring, and biblical. And by the way, if you're interested in learning more about Collective Church, you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you enjoyed the message, hit the subscribe button. And if you'd be willing to, hit share and help us spread the word about Collective Church.